Hey, it's John here. Welcome to another episode of Shift Pre-Inventures. We've been uh, featuring a number of speakers over the past few episodes. and Today's guest is no different. He's a seasoned entrepreneur. He's now in the business of helping other entrepreneurs and building ecosystems. We're going to talk about how there's no one playbook to build a successful business. It's about a mindset, and he's going to give us some great insight on how to pitch. Welcome to Shift. Chris Hively, Managing Director at Build the Fort and author of Build the Fort, the Startup Community Builders Field Guide. Chris is going to be at Inventures May 31st to June 2nd, participating as a guest, judge, I believe, for the startup pitch event, The Metaverse, and that'll be June 1st, 9.15, and he's going to be hosting a talk called Why Building Great Ecosystems is Even More Important Today on June 2nd at 10.15. Chris, welcome. How are you doing? Thanks, John. Uh, I'm doing fantastic. It's Friday here when we're recording this. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I can see the weekend ahead and I get to relax a little bit. So here we go. Right on. Now, you know, as I was, I was reading up about you and listening to some, uh, you know, listening to some uh, talks and, and uh, reading about the book, someone had referred to you as the startup whisperer. Now, and I thought that was, that's a, all right. <laughs> that's a pretty cool little, uh, uh, um, description. Tell me a little bit about that. How would, why would someone be led to refer to you as the startup whisperer? Well, only someone who's not in startups would ever call someone the startup whisperer. So (laughs) it was a, it was a local rag here in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. And, Uh, you know, it's kind of cute, makes for good press, but uh, I think the real, you know, what's implied in that is that I have spent you know, the, I mean, I've spent all my life as an entrepreneur, but the last 15 really servicing other entrepreneurs and founders. And I mean, it's got a number in the thousands that I've kind of sat with and helped and listened to and, you know, maybe offered a little bit of advice here and there or maybe helped get them unstuck. And so maybe that's where the whisperer part comes from. Oh, it's nice. I'm like, a John, I'm like a bad penny. I show up everywhere. <laughs> You know, and, and I want to talk a little bit about your book, Build the Fort, but um, first tell me about, so you, you described yourself as an entrepreneur, you've, you've been an entrepreneur all your life, but then you moved from like focusing on helping other entrepreneurs. What's the, the impetus for that? Where does that come from, that desire to want to help support and build the community? Uh, where does that come from? You know, I I really believe that entrepreneurs have an innate in their DNA, that there's this really healthy give back portion, any successful, I almost dare say every successful entrepreneur has had help along the way. I mean, it is a tough journey and ups and downs and stresses that you're not familiar with. And I think that when you get a chance to say, all right, I'm not going to actually be the driver anymore. I just want to be a passenger on your journey. Um, it's, it's a, it's not only is it a way to give back, I find it more fun some days than actually doing my own gigs. So I think it's natural and then it's fun. So that's where I've spent the last 15 years really serving other entrepreneurs. Oh, that's cool. Now tell me, let's, let's talk about your book. So build the fort just came out, correct? 
Yeah. So it came out Tuesday. So just now, what, three, four days ago, uh, you know, a couple of years in the making here. Um, for five or six years, I spent some time with Techstars, uh, which is one of the largest kind of, you know, um, you know, amazing platforms for helping entrepreneurs and investing. And, and frankly, two guys, uh, Brad Feld and David Cohen, um, as well as, you know, David Brown and Jenny Lawton and Nicole Glaros, um, you know, all these people, you know, we got together and said, you know, what can we do? We, we're helping entrepreneurs and founders in, you know, 50 cities through our accelerator programs, but there's something more. We keep getting asked by economic development folks and startup enthusiasts in, you know, not just, you know, cities in Canada, but cities all over the world and, you know, small and wide, you know, Kelowna, British Columbia, which I did some work in, you know, to Lima, Peru. And I say, listen, we want to, we want to help more, you know, we want more founders. We want more successful founders, aka a startup community or an entrepreneurial ecosystem. Um, Chris, David, Brad, how, how do we do that? And so I spent six years just digging in, flying over the world, meeting with all the actors in various cities. And then, you know, came out of that saying, all right, we found some science. We found some maybe guideposts along the way. And so I just wanted to, you know, I can reach one person by talking to them, but maybe you can reach, you know, thousands more through a book. Right. Uh, so that's the motivation for the book. And in it are all the lessons I've learned. John, there's no like one way to do this. Cause I, I say that startup communities are like children. They're all different. They're all unique. Uh, and they all operate differently and think differently. So maybe what the book's about is more of a mindset okay. that people can take to approach that and hopefully, you know, help more founders in your community, uh, be successful. It's interesting, you know, cause you, 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 you hit on the point that it takes, you know, a community. You have this whole myth of a solopreneur is uh, is is something that really needs to kind of be done away with. That to to achieve some sort of success, it it really takes a community. And by the way, I can't wait for you to meet the uh, the Alberta Community Adventures. I think it's vibrant, it's exciting, and there's a lot of really really great uh, startups and uh, service providers involved. So it's, it's going to be a cool opportunity, I think, for them and us, uh, or pardon me, and, and you. And yeah, me, yeah, yeah to, for to sure. Interact. Get to add another one to my list. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So yeah, that, that whole notion, do, do you find that when you're talking to people, you have to kind of dis- help them dissolve that myth of going it alone? Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, I think you, you let off by asking like, why now? And, uh, which is the, you know, the title or label of our, of our panel. And the reason why now is I believe there's more individual pressure, mental health issues post pandemic. There's all these things, you know, we kind of went, you know, and buried ourselves in our houses and our basements and we're just starting to really come out. I put on an event last week in my hometown of Raleigh Durham, you know, and people are like, like, thank God this is, you know, this is now ready to go. I'm, I'm kind of ready to kind of come out. And, and, you know, I, I really believe entrepreneurship is a team sport. And that doesn't mean that everyone is on your team paid or you have this board of advisors. It just means you have a community around you that you can lean in on and say, I'm kind of struggling with this or, and it can be anything from how do I hire someone to something as simple as how do I think about this or, I'm kind of in a low. How do, how do I, how do I get myself out of it? So from kind of mental to functional to actually strategies, you know, I, I really think you, a great community helps 
um, foster great entrepreneurs and great startups. So you need that community now more than ever. Yeah, I love that. And you hit on something, you know, the, the, the mental aspect. I think the work that, that you guys do as entrepreneurs and startups is, uh, it, it can be taxing and, while we're dismissing this notion of solopreneurs, there's an element where I think an entrepreneur can probably feel fairly lonely and fairly isolated trying to work through that. So speak to me a bit about resilience and, and, you know, that, that, and the other qualities of an entrepreneur that help them transcend difficulties like that. Yeah. There's an interesting chart done years ago that kind of, shows, you know, time is the X axis and kind of uh, confidence maybe is the Y axis and kind of you start out and you, you know, you, you, you know, and I'm drawing this and none of you can see it. But, <laughs> it's you going know, up. And I can, it's, <laughs> but it's going up and then it invariably has to kind of come back to earth and then it kind of wobbles for a, a while. And that could be months or sometimes even years. And in this chart, they call that, you know, low wobble, the trough of disillusionment. Oh, jeez. Right? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty heavy, <laughs> yeah, right? No kidding. But let's be honest, it doesn't matter who you are, how big your company gets, everyone goes through these periods where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm out of and so, you know, so what do you do, right? What do you do in those moments? It's going to happen to everyone. And, you know, my my I think that mentorship like at least half the time is more dealing with the mental parts than the specific functional like our strategies, right? And it's just helping people, you know, maybe relax, breathe a little bit. And part of that is maybe building a little bit more resilience. Maybe when you understand you're not the only one going through this, maybe you can, okay, I can, I can, I can buckle down. Oh, I see others do it. Right. Um, and I think entrepreneurs are motivated and inspired by other entrepreneurs. So when you can see that in your community and when they could say, yeah, I've been there, done that. You know, I was in the trough for, you know, six months. We were, you know, we didn't add a new customer or something like that. And then you kind of go, okay, maybe it's not just me. Maybe it's everyone. And then maybe I can kind of build it, you know, get a little strength from right. that. Right. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great point. Um, it's, you know, when you mentioned the trough of disillusionment, the thing that came to mind and there, I think there's these impactful kind of terrorizing terms that, that we use, um, you know, just prior to the scale up phase in that entrepreneur journey, there's what's called the valley of death as well, you know, and it's like, we're trying to help people foster this confidence. And yet we throw these terms out, you know, yeah. the, the valley of death. Well, I think we're just being realistic yeah, yeah. that these are going to happen. It's not a straight line up. I, I haven't yet to see any of those, right? Yeah. So the question is, maybe we use these terms to prepare you and also, so maybe you're, you're ready. I always think you got to prepare, you know, physically, mentally, and financially for the startup journey. And so, you know, how do you prepare for that? How do you, how do you know, okay, I'm going to, there's going to be a period, it's going to happen. And how do I get ready for that? And uh, yeah, yeah. Resilience. It's an amazing Beast. Absolutely. So now you're, are, are you going to flesh all this stuff out in, in your talk? Yeah. I mean, you know, th- this is some pretty heady stuff, mm-hmm. John. And so, you know, we're at least going to tease some of it out. I mean, I, you know, I mentioned that there's not one playbook or recipe for a startup community. There's more of a mindset. Um, there's multiple actors that all need to work in collaboration and support of each other in the best uh, cases. So how does a government economic development leader work with a new founder, work with an investor, work with a 
university researcher? How do all those actors kind of play together? And so, you know, there's some structured things. There's some very tactical things in the book. I'm kind of a man of the streets, right? So, you know, I get my hands dirty when I've done this consulting over the last, you know, six or seven years. So I'm kind of going to tease some of that stuff out. Um, but once you have the mindset, then the tactics become a little bit easier. So, you know, maybe there's two parts to the book, a mindset and then some examples of maybe how you can do something in your community and and, and help grow right. it. Okay, great. Now, I'm assuming, Chris, that you're going to bring a stack of books along with you. I, I could. I think, Is that a good I idea? I think you should. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, anybody who buys one beforehand and brings it, I'm happy to sign okay. it. I'm happy to find some and I'll bring some books and uh yeah, I mean it's uh, it's available on Amazon and whatever your flavor is, hardcover, you know, if you know you're like me and you're old school and you know you're seeing all my <laughs> yeah, books please. behind me and you know, uh, you know, paperback if you kind of want to save a few dollars on on and uh, you know, something that's a little more flexible, a Kindle version and and maybe by uh, June maybe I'll have the Audible version ready. Oh, nice. Uh, I've been reading an Audible version. Yeah, I'm actually going to record it myself. Oh, okay. Um I, I did write a previous book about five years ago, and and the notion, the biggest feedback I got from everyone is, uh, we really wanted you to read it. Uh, you know, your voice is, and I write like I talk, okay. John. Yep. So, um, so people that know me kind of kind of hear me, and so we're going to give that a shot. Oh, so excellent. We'll see. We see how well my uh, my good voice. Uh, well, you got you know, a great voice, speaking. absolutely. <laughs> that, that'll be. Uh, we'll have to touch base afterwards because I'm curious how that'll go. You know, how many takes? Yeah, do you me do too. It in? Is it? <laughs> Take it from yeah. the top, fourth chapter in. Again. <laughs> let's let's Chris, let's try that over again. I should get used to hearing that. Yes, right? yes, yes. Producers can be uh slave drivers. So um tell me a little bit about the pitch events. Now when I introduced you, I said you were you were a guest judge. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think uh in fact I'm not exactly sure how many there'll be, but you know, I love pitch events and uh you know, I think storytelling is is a critical part of and a critical skill that you need to learn as an entrepreneur. And so, uh I'm a little snobby when it comes to pitches. So I, you know, one of the things I work with a lot of entrepreneurs are just getting their pitch a little bit ready and and making sure they're they can communicate as effectively as possible to a crowd of people what they're working on and you know, more importantly you know, let their passion kind of rip open. So I'm looking forward to hearing, um, you know, these new uh, newbie entrepreneurs kind of, you know, kind of show their stuff and, uh, and then, you know, offer some, some, some thoughts and advice and, you know, whatever judging, uh, you know, seems to work right. for that moment. So now you, you, you suggested a few things showing the passion and, and letting their heart come forth. Now for those, those pitch, uh, presenters that are, are going to be listening to this podcast, give us a couple of things that they should focus on. Yeah. So, you know, simple is better, right? So don't try to jam, uh, you know, I'm trying to clean this up, you know, 10 pounds of crap into a five pound bag, <laughs> right? Speaking faster and being, you know, trying to be the smartest person on stage is never going to work. You're much better going after someone's heart or teasing them with just one or two things you really want them to take away. And when you do that with, uh, and even the most introverted person, I say, just, just be as big as pos as you possibly can, right? Own the stage. Just, just be excited to share with people what you're doing and keep it real simple. And the last piece of advice is, uh, you know, the slides should support the story. The story shouldn't talk about the slides. 
because every minute you're reading your slide, people are not l- looking at you and listening at you. Right. So I want really stupid, simple slides. The slides just support your story. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then let her rip, you know, yep. be, be the biggest version of you. You can I love be. that. That's such great advice. You know, in the slide comment that folks that goes across the board for anything. <laughs> yeah. Don't make, don't you read your Just slides read your slide. or let them read your slides. If you got, right. I think guy Kawasaki has like a 14 word limit or You're something. Right. And I'm, and I'm more like 10 or less words, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I want them looking at me. I want them to get excited about me on stage, not about this beautiful slide I have, you know, that's got charts and Mm -hmm. crap. Oh, I get you. Um, Chris, this has been wonderful. I'm excited to meet you and to, and to uh, listen to your talk. I'll be there. And folks, I think you should come down. Chris is going to bring some books and you can grill them too. We get to ask a lot of questions, I'm assuming. Yeah, bring it on. Right on. And we're excited to meet you and introduce you to uh, a number of people in the ecosystem. Looking forward to it, John. Thanks for having me today. Thanks, Chris. Shift can be found online at shift.albertainnovates.ca, where you can reach us via email at shift at albertainnovates.ca. We can also be found on your favorite streaming service. So dive in and enjoy. Until next time, I'm John. 